Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Lessons by the Lake, the Oswego Private Wealth Show. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to be back with you all today, and as always, I'll be joined by my right-hand man and the star of our show, Mr. Bob Adritis, the Managing Director over at Oswego Private Wealth. And we're going to be diving into, of course, another wealth management-related discussion. That's what we do here on the show. And today, in keeping suit here with what we've been doing lately here in Season 2, uh, we've got a special guest that's going to be joining us on the show today. It's Mr. Scott Barguer, CPA over at Lewis Group. And we're going to be talking about, sure, the relationship between Bob and Scott, but we'll also be diving into a really unique model that Scott and his team are bringing to the table for so many folks out there, kind of how it smacks the status quo of your typical CPA firm, uh, you know, and We'll be unpacking the why, the how, and, and all the good stuff that goes with it and leaving some considerations on the table for you and yours. But before we bring Scott out and say hi, let's say hi to uh, the man of the hour, Bob. Bob, it's good to see you this morning. How are you doing, sir? Uh, hey, Ryan, I'm doing well. Good to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Bob, you know, look, we've got, we've had a lot of great conversations on this show. We're bringing a lot of guests on, you know, I understand you're known for really helping entrepreneurs and business owners become financially independent of their business, because let's face it, you, I know you believe that they truly deserve to maximize the value of their life's work. And a big part of that value and maximizing their life's work is work that goes hand in hand between your team and a CPA, right? You know, to be able to adequately balance this entrepreneur, this business owner's financial world. And Bob, so I know that's a big part of why we wanted to bring Scott Barger onto the show today. But before we bring Scott on and get into his world, could you kind of shed some light on your relationship with Scott, how, you know, Oswego Private Wealth and the Lewis Group kind of came to be uh, and and any other, uh, you know, vital information you think the audience would benefit from? Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Ryan. That's great. Well, as you know, we often work with people, business owners who have plenty of money. They're financially successful. They have strong, solid businesses, uh, but they stay up at night. They can't help but thinking that something is slipping through the cracks. Uh, are they really making smart decisions about money overall in terms of how they handle their uh, all their accounting needs, their wealth management needs, their estate planning needs? Um, are they taking care of the heirs? Are they mitigating their taxes? This is an area that Scott and I have, uh, do work together on. And at, at Oswego Private Wealth, it's all about team. Uh, we believe that not one person knows everything there is to know about, the, about delivering good wealth management, accounting, estate planning, attorney financial advice, and that everything has to operate in function of a team. And we also have business owners who worry about, are they, are they maximizing their charitable giving? Are they really protecting their assets against unnecessary litigation or divorce? And these are the kinds of things that we work with. And of course, we know where our lane is to stay in it. And we also know where our great partners are. So Scott and I have actually, we've been, uh, we've been uh, working together. We've known each other for quite some time now. Uh, we've created a round table group that gets together periodically and we talk uh, anonymously about client situations and give one another input because we believe that the sum of the parts is that the whole is more than the sum of the parts and by getting together like that that we really can create maximum value for our business owner clients and so we operate with four core principles here our, our first principle is that the primary goal of elite wealth management is to optimize the financial lives of our clients. We want our clients to live amazing lives of significance, taking care of the people they love, the causes that they care about, and making a difference in the world. 
Our core principle number two is that Aleth Wealth Management is all about delivering exceptional results. It's not about the process, although we have a systemized process, as Scott does too, and we'll get into that, but it's about delivering exceptional results. Uh, core principle number three, and this is critical, the CPA is central to this relationship when working with the client. Because when you're talking about tax mitigation strategies and how business should be structured, this is where the CPA is, uh, might be the most critical member of our team. And then our last, um, our last core principle is that when we deliver as elite wealth management, that the CPA firm is the woven into the fabric of all of our relationships. So, which is why I'm so proud and so happy to have Scott and the Lewis Group and their team to be a part of our our family office, our virtual family office, and everything that we're doing there. So, that's a little preamble to what we believe and why it's so important to have Scott on uh, on the team and the Lewis Group. And I'd like to introduce Scott on here. A couple of things I'd like to tell you about Scott. Uh, Scott is a, truly a renaissance man. He's an outdoorsman. He's a, he's a surfer and uh, he, must not, he not, must not mind cold water that well because he's a pretty avid surfer off the Oregon coast. And uh, um, I don't think I even like to put my foot in that water. It's too cold for me. And so Scott's a surfer. He's an outdoorsman. Uh, he's got a great family. He's been married to Kristen and, uh, and their son Ansel, who I think is six years old now. Scott, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that. And um, he's, just a, he's just a super guy, but what impresses me most about Scott behind his credentials, who he is as a person, and how he delivers such great CPA advice is that at heart, Scott is an educator. He believes that he doesn't, that, he, that every client should walk out with a relationship not knowing just what they're doing, but why they're doing, and patiently uh, tell them about why things are being uh, put together the way they're being put together and what the benefit of that is to the client. So with that said, let me introduce Scott to the show. And Scott, uh, is there anything I left out? Is there anything important to you that you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, thanks, Bob. I'm uh, glad to be here today. Uh, thanks for that introduction. Um, education is really essential to what we do here in the tax world. Tax is very complicated. So education is uh, really dear to my heart. Um, Angel is almost six. That's my correction there. He'll be six on May 20th. So by the time this uh, comes out, he will be six. Um, but yeah, as a, as a CPA, I've, I've taken a little bit of a non-traditional route to get here. Um, I love that you called me a renaissance, renaissance man. I appreciate that. Um, I've, I've done a lot of work in outdoor education before I got into the CPA world. Um, lots of guiding, lots of surfing, backpacking, hiking, climbing. If it's an outdoor sport, um, I've probably been a, a guide in it to, to some degree at some point in my existence. Um, and then I met my wonderful wife, Kristen, and discovered that the guiding lifestyle does not uh, necessarily uh, lead toward a healthy marriage. So uh, I, I kind of uh, did a little bit of a shift there, built some custom homes for a while, and then found my way back into uh, what I got my degrees in, which is accounting. I became a certified public accountant, and I've been raising a family and uh, being a CPA for over a decade here, and I really enjoy it. Well, that's fantastic, Scott. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, so let me just start out with a question. Uh, big picture, uh, what's your business philosophy? What is your why as to what, why you do what you do? Great question. I think you touched on my why at the beginning there. It flows from my work in outdoor education is I love educating people. 
Um, tax is a very, very complicated venue. Um, I don't know how much you've traveled outside of the United States, but everyone has different tax systems. Ours is one of the most complex and it gets increasingly complex. Um, if you're watching the news, Congress is always talking about new tax laws, changing tax laws. Um, you can't just hop on Google and Google search a tax answer because there's a 50% chance that what you're looking at on Google was current when it was written, but it's not relevant now. And so there's so much complexity in the tax world that it's very difficult for someone to actually operate a business successfully and not run into tax trouble unless they have someone like myself that's professional that can do it well. But what often, happens, what often happens with us as professionals is we start speaking in a language that is professional, but the average business owner can't understand. And so I love to take the time to slow down and educate people on the pieces of the tax code that are relevant to them. They don't need to know the whole thing. There's way too much of it, and they don't have time for that. But I want them to understand the pieces of the tax code that really matter in their business, what's going to make a big impact on the success or failure of their business model because tax really can um, lead to success or failure of your business so my why for doing what i do is tax makes sense to me for some reason my brain is wired in a way that it just clicks up there and i love to take that uh, comprehensive understanding of tax and bring it um, to a business owner in words that they can understand that fits with their situation and helps them no longer be afraid of tax but actually turn it into something that's Instead of being afraid of it, it's actually a tool that they use to help them succeed in business. Well, th thanks, thanks for sharing that. And I, and uh, you know, when I think about accounting advice and what uh, what CPAs, as I've observed in my long career, um, there there are to oversimplify the world. There are kind of two kinds of CPAs, and with variations in between. Uh, one are just just historians. They keep the bumper guards around everything. Um, they find out after the fact what you've done, and then they just create a great return for you. Uh, the other, they're a little more proactive, maybe a lot more proactive, and they look for tax savings and how the business should be structured. Uh, when I think about you and your business, one of the things that has really intrigued me about what you guys do is the idea of your, of your pricing and how you put together subscription pricing for your, for your clients um, I'm very intrigued by that because that's how we run our, our, our business as well. And I've gotten some really great tax and legal advice over the decades. Um, but it's always, uh, it's always a surprise when the bill shows up, uh, when I have no, you know, I have no idea if it's going to be a dollar or a, or a hundred thousand dollars. Cause I just don't know what's going on in the background and, uh, not it's great advice and, and I'm grateful for it. And it, it helps, it helps me out. Uh, but I do like the idea of what you guys do at the Lewis Group with subscription pricing, uh, with your three categories and your your three model your three category model. So could you talk to us a little bit about that, the philosophy behind that, how you feel it works, and maybe even a story or two? Yeah, absolutely. We really like our flat rate pricing model. Um, we didn't start there. The firm's been around for about forty years. And we had to take a shift from what I call the traditional model of accounting, which is exactly what you described. Um, it's just after the fact where you come in, drop off your stuff, we prepare a tax return, and then you cross your fingers that you don't owe tax and hopefully don't get a big bill from us. Um, not a fantastic model. And so we've shifted over the years to a flat rate pricing model. And the primary reason we do that is we want to be in touch with the client more than just at the end of the year when it's time to file taxes. By that point in time, 
most of what's done is done. Uh, there aren't mulligans in the tax world. The tax year is ended and we're just kind of putting numbers in boxes at that point. There's very little leverage we have as far as tax strategy once the year is over. So we want clients to be reaching out to us during the year to ask those questions. Hey, should I make this move? What happens if I buy or sell this building or this business? Um, but we've, what we found was clients weren't making those phone calls. And it's the same reason that uh, you don't call your attorney. He's got you on the six minute clock. And so when you call up your attorney and he's telling you about his kids and his vacation, you're wondering, am I paying for this? And then you also wonder, when I get this advice, how much is this going to cost me? Is it is it worth the phone call? Because what's his billable rate again? It's like $1,000 an hour. It, you just don't make the call. Um, one of the Here's a great story from when we were in the traditional model of accounting that kind of spurred us into our flat rate pricing. We had a client that... Um, well, here we'll do some background education here. So there's a section of the code called Section 1231. And essentially what it does is when you sell a business asset, typically if it's a capital gain, you pay tax on the capital gain. If it's a capital loss, you get stuck with a $3,000 loss per year. You can't take any more than that. So we had a client that had sold a property, had about a $200,000 loss, and they were only going to be able to recognize $3,000 of loss that year. So we looked at the properties and said, hey, this qualifies for Section 1231. And under Section 1231, instead of treating it as a capital loss, we get to call it an ordinary loss, which is a double win. He got to take a $200,000 deduction in the current year, and he got to deduct it against ordinary income, which has a much higher tax rate. Anytime there's a benefit in the tax world, there's usually a catch. And the catch with that Section 1231 uh, is that there's a five-year carry forward. Basically, the IRS says, hey, we gave you some really beneficial tax treatment, letting you recognize an ordinary loss. The catch is for the next five years, if you have a capital gain, to the extent that you got an ordinary loss, you're going to have to recognize ordinary gain, which is a higher tax rate. So that's the situation the client was in. He had a $200,000 loss he got to recognize, but that's sitting on his books. And we're sitting there you know, checking off the years. After year five, it goes away. So that risk is now gone and he can then go have another loss if he wanted to. Ideally, we're looking for gains, but he had a loss in that case. Well, this client decided in year five on December like 29th, it was, it was a few days from the end of the year, to sell another piece of property. He didn't pick up the phone and call us. And because he didn't call us, we didn't tell him, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait like three days. If he waits till January 1st, that $200,000 loss carry forward that's sitting there waiting to bite him would be gone. But he didn't make the phone call and it cost him about $30,000 in tax. That sounds like an expensive lesson. <laughs> it was a very expensive lesson. It was a hard conversation to have with the client and it made us take a good look at the model and what we were doing. Cause you know, we're very similar to you. We really wanted to deliver exceptional results. And we had, in our mind, had all of our ducks in a row we were tracking it. We knew as soon as this year is gone, that drops off. Excellent. He got the tax benefit, no tax downside. But the client didn't feel like he was able to make that phone call because he didn't want an extra bill. And I guarantee you the bill for that phone call would have been a whole lot less than the thirty grand it cost him in tax. You are charging $30,000 per six minutes back in those days. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> 
No, this is great. Scott, I, I appreciate learning a little bit more about this model uh, because I can see why, you know, a client would be so much more to, inclined to, to reach out and make that phone call in such a pivotal moment. But I feel like the next question that begs to be asked is when you're looking at that flat pricing model, what kind of services are really packaged into these different levels that you have within the model? And, and how does it really, um, well, how does it all work for lack of a better question? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question, Ryan. You're playing a flat rate. When do you pay it? And what are you actually getting? So obviously we're including the phone calls, the emails, because we want the clients to communicate. We want them to call on December 29th and get that advice to push the, the sale out three days. Although ideally they would call before the day they're closing, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what's included in those packages is really a shift from a focus on the tax return to an advisory service model. So we're, we're including your tax returns, your business, multiple businesses, if you have them. We want to do your 1040 taxes, your personal tax return as well, because they go hand in hand. Um, we want to be more involved in your business than that. We want to be doing your books. Uh, we can provide quarterly, monthly uh, bookkeeping services to keep your books up to date and then payroll services as well. So you have one less thing to worry about there. And then included in every package that we do is our tax planning services as well. So it takes us from the role of once a year, you're getting a bill from us and you're filing a tax return, to you're now paying a monthly subscription. And it shifts not only our focus from being on a once a year tax prep um, to a monthly being in your books and in your business helping you succeed, but it also shifts the, the business owner's mindset because now there's a payment going on once a month to us as their CPA. And when you're paying for something, you see the value in it. And so when they're sending us a monthly payment, they want to see monthly results of what are we doing in their business. So it encourages both, both our business and the client to be interacting on a monthly basis, uh, to be moving more toward a, a client relationship as opposed to just a transactional tax return. Yeah, it sounds like it's all about relationship, which I think is the key to all professional, uh, all professionals, wealth management uh, attorneys, CPAs, to build that relationship, to really get to know somebody, their families, what their goals are, their aspirations. Um, and it's interesting to me, and maybe you could talk a little bit more about the models uh, just from a high level, uh, but a, a process, a client comes in to see, a prospective client comes in to see, they've been referred by me or referred by another client, and they come in, and I know your levels have a different pricing model, and every business has a different level of complexity. And so I, I know you call them the mentor model, the advisor model, and the partner model. And a business of a certain size may only need the first level, which is a mentor model. And then as that business gets good advice from people like you and from people like me, then they, you know, as the business grows, then they may move over to the advisor model or perhaps to the uh, partner model. But in terms of process, uh, could you talk just a little bit about how you ascertain that and when you meet with somebody, what kind of questions you ask them, what do you look at, and then kind of to make sure they're in the right sleeve, if you will, of the pricing model? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I'd rather give you a client story on that than walk you through the boring details of what's included in each package. From a high level, we essentially have three kind of base service packages that um, graduate in cost and graduate in complexity as you move up the scale. Um, but to illustrate that, we had a client come in probably five years ago. It's a local brewery here in town, and they were paying a very high fee to their current CPA for what was supposed to be a nice inclusive service package, and all they were getting was tax returns. 
So they came in a little frustrated, a little short on cash, not really sure what they needed to do to, as a business to succeed. They were thinking that they might need to just hang it up because there just wasn't a lot of money. So we started them at a very low um, service package that was essentially, hey, let's just get your tax returns caught up. We did a lot of work amending two or three years of tax returns to get some credits and pull some money back into their pockets so they'd have a chance to be able to keep running the business. Um, and at that point, they wanted to do their own books, wanted to do their own payroll. So we started by just doing their taxes and doing tax planning with them. So as we sit down at the end of the year to do tax planning, we realized, hey, the books are a bit of a mess, um, but the business is starting to turn around. You've got some spare cash. Why don't you bring us in on the bookkeeping side? So at that point, we moved in to just do kind of quarterly bookkeeping review. So when we're having our quarterly meetings with the client, we're looking over the books and we see some things that need to be fixed. And the more often we met, the more things that we found. And eventually the gears shifted to where they saw so much value in the quarterly bookkeeping, they wanted to take their hands off entirely and let us run the books. And so now we do their books for them. They still like to do their payroll, but we run their books. We have oversight on their payroll and it's freed them up to focus on their business. Um, and so as they've moved up our, our package model, obviously the price has increased, but the service level has increased. And it's had a direct correlation with the client's business. They've, they've moved from when they first walked in the door, considering going belly up uh, to go into a stable business to now their, their current location is so successful. And because we're in the book, we're able to get lots of metrics and measure how it is successful, where the pinch points are and figure out how they can streamline their own internal processes. That they're so successful in their single location, they're now looking at a second location um, to expand, further expand their business. And that's gone hand in hand with our, our service model as their business has grown, we've been able to grow the package along with them to provide increased level of service as needed. Well, that's fantastic. You know, that reminds me of a couple of things. I, uh, I had a business mentor in my early part of my career who drilled into me uh, the mantra that you can't manage what you don't measure. And many entrepreneurs do fly by the seat of their pants and don't really measure all the things that need to be measured. Sounds like you're providing those measurements and not just the measurements, but then the intelligence of what those numbers mean. And uh, the second thing that I think about um, as uh, moving up this ladder of relationship and with uh, professional firms is, is uh, a book that I've read uh, recent, uh, that I read recently that I commend highly, uh, which is a book by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy called Who Not How. And essentially it's to, it's to outsource people who are better at things that not, aren't necessarily your strength and then focus your time on those things that you're strongest at. So it just sounds like uh, chocolate and peanut butter. It's a great marriage, it's a great marriage. Absolutely. You know, I, I like your story there, Scott, because it goes back, I mean, Bob had alluded to it a little earlier. It, it, there's the relationship, right? At the foundation of that whole process. You know, they started here, they recognized the value that your team was providing, and then, you know, they worked their way up the different pricing models and, and eventually taking their hands completely off of the books. Uh, the relationship clearly had evolved over time and, and, uh, and the experience, frankly, from a client perspective was certainly growing and evolving as well. And I know you guys have a big slogan, uh, make relationships count. Talk to me a little bit about that and why it is you feel that your pricing model allows you guys to truly make those relationships count. Well, first of all, it's a fantastic pun. And in accounting, there's no, no 
dearth of bad jokes. So we like to <laughs> like to run with that, making relationships count. But that really is that's the why of our business. That's the model for for everything that we're doing. Um, obviously, we all have families and we need to support ourselves. So we're in it for a profit motive. But the primary motivation is to help our clients succeed. Um, it's it's very rewarding to be in a business where my job is to help you succeed. And by helping you succeed, I succeed. Um, it's it's a wonderful model to have. Um, and, and as CPAs, generally speaking, uh, the CPAs as a breed are not the most personable, relatable people. Um, we tend to be very good at numbers um, and very good at looking at your shoes, but not so great at looking at you right in your eyes. Um, and we find that people really want that connection with their CPA, and there's a lot of value there. Um, me just handing you numbers doesn't give you a lot of information. But going back to that story we were just talking about, giving them numbers and then walking it through how it impacts their business and then giving them strategy on how they can use those numbers to make better decisions uh, made a huge impact on their business. Uh, they've brought in more partners. They're growing another location. Um, that's incredibly rewarding for me. Um, not only am I you know, making a, a paycheck to go home and support my family so that I can go surf and my son can you know, have a wonderful childhood, but I'm also able to help this business succeed and grow and watch them impact the local community. Um, so that's where we want that relationship to count beyond just a transactional get a tax return done. We really want to see their business succeed. And we find, um, I, I, I don't know, I don't know if I can say more, but we definitely find a ton of um, joy in seeing their business succeed, putting the tax plan together and then watching it come to fruition. It's, uh, it's incredibly rewarding. Yeah, one, one of the steps in that fruition, by the way, is the ultimate succession plan or the exit plan, whether it's a third party sale, uh, an ESOP to employ current employees or even a family transfer. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you work with your clients in the exit planning arena? Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Um, we haven't touched on it too much yet, but tax planning is really at the core of what we do here at Lewis Group. Um, and what that means, uh, tax planning, is simply just looking ahead, planning for what's coming down the road from a tax perspective. So like you were talking earlier, Bob, your lane is the financial advisory management side of things. My lane is taxes. I'm looking at what, what's coming down the pipeline. What, what's your long-term plan? Not only do we want to make sure we minimize your tax liability this year, but we want to make sure we're in line with where you're going on the long term. And ultimately, anytime you start a business, the first thing you should be thinking about is, what's my exit plan? What's the end game here? Um, and we, we love having that conversation with clients that they have not already thought it through, helping them figure out what's the plan. Do they want to sell this business to a third party? Do they want to pass it on to their children? What does that transition look like? What's the timing? And then what shape do the books and the tax returns need to be in to facilitate that transition? Um, we had a client come in a few years ago uh, that was brand new to us. He walked in the door. He had uh, invented a, a little gizmo, brand new invention that had really taken off. Um, it's just something he did in his backyard and ended up uh, being so successful that it was picked up by big box stores and it was in national chains um, all over the United States and started getting sold around the world. And so he was ready to he was ready to hang it up. He was going to get a ten million dollar payout selling his invention uh, to the big box store and be like, "All right, I'm out. I got my money. I'm going to retire." And he had come to us to say, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to owe about two million dollars of tax on this as I pencil it out. Is is that about right?" That's all he was asking. And we looked at his situation and immediately tried to pull him in on our our subscription you know 
full service plan because we said there's some tax planning opportunities here. And we what we were able to do with him is he he was selling the asset and we basically restructured the deal. We took it, we we slowed the deal down. We had him go back to the buyer. He offered the buyer a lower selling price, which sounds counterintuitive, but he offered the buyer a lower selling price to restructure the deal and change it from an asset sale to a stock sale. And by making it a stock sale, he qualified for something called a qualified small business stock exclusion. And he went from paying $2 million in tax on a $10 million payout to paying $0 in tax on a, a nine and three quarter million dollar payout. So we took a quarter million dollars off the sale price and saved 1.75 in tax. It was huge. And that comes from the tax planning relationship. So the exit planning is, is massive. We, they're not all wins like that. That's a huge win for the client, saving $2 million of tax. Uh, but tax planning is key when you're looking to exit your business. And you got to start doing that five, 10 years in advance, not the day you're going to sell. Yeah, I believe in that so strongly. I believe that every entrepreneur, every business should be succession ready, exit planning, even if they're not planning on being exit planning for the next 20 years. Because as we've often talked about this show, you just don't know what life could throw at you. Uh, it's like, you know, many people on the show know that five years ago, I got cancer, uh, didn't know whether I was going to live or die, didn't know what was going to happen. And I can tell you that I was reasonably prepared, but not completely prepared for that potential eventuality and things happen you know things happen in life and uh and i believe everybody should be exit ready even if they're not planning on exiting in the you know day after tomorrow so we're on the same page on that um ryan if do you have any other uh, questions uh, for scott and uh, i think i have one last one for you but if i just want to make sure ryan uh, sure yeah ask anything no, I, I appreciate it, Bob. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty all set on questions for Scott. Um, yeah, my only, my only other question would be uh, just surrounding that client experience, Scott. I mean, your flat pricing model going through the subscriptions and the value that you guys provide through it is obviously exceptional. And it's a little away from the, the, the status quo of your typical CPA firm. So with that being said, what's, what's just the surface level feedback from clients, you know, who may are, you know, come to you guys and recognize, whoa, this is, this is a little off the beaten path, but I, I like the sound of it. What's the feedback been like from the, you know, the clients that maybe you're just starting to work with um, as they, uh, as they get their feet wet in this, this kind of flat pricing model with you guys? Yeah, that's a great question. The, the initial feedback is always a little bit of sticker shock. They're not used to being engaged in a monthly relationship with their CPA. They're not used to a monthly subscription. They're used to that surprise bill at the end of the year. Um, but as soon as they get into the model, we've, we've yet to have a client. Uh, we've been doing this for over five years in this model. We've yet to have a client say, oh, this is, this is not for me. Um, they've all absolutely loved it. Um, it comes at varying grades. Some people can see the value right off the bat. Uh, most recently, we had a client uh, last week that just, just closed on the sale of their business, lots of exit planning going into that. Um, and he he always kind of had the, I always felt like he wasn't quite sure he was getting his money's worth. And we were doing fantastic work for him. But he I never quite felt like he was satisfied with what we were doing. And he, he called me up last week to say, hey, the sale finally closed. It went through. Um, and then he told me, hey, I need I need to tell you thank you. I've been telling all my friends to go to Lewis Group. All the time and money and energy I've invested with Lewis Group, 
running my business for the last, I think, seven years that he's been doing it. He said it all came to fruition in the sale. It made the sale super easy. All the books were clean. The tax returns were clean. The financials were clean. And not only did it make the sale easy, but it added value to the business. The, the buyer and the buyer's broker were incredibly impressed with the package that he had to offer and that there weren't any hiccups. There weren't any, you know, oh, about that weird thing back on that tax return four years ago. There was none of that. It was all clean as a whistle. And so he was able to actually get a higher price for his business because the work had been done so well. So that 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 felt fantastic from our perspective to hear him come back and say, I'm telling everybody I know about you guys. I wasn't sure the whole time we were doing it, but seeing the thing come all the way to fruition, the value is, is immense. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Well, listen, I think this I, I'm I love this conversation. I and I think it's so it's unique. Uh, the value that you provided Lewis Group, I think, is exceptional. Uh, is there anything, Scott, that uh, Ryan and I didn't ask you that perhaps you wanted to cover? And it's okay if there's nothing. I thought we had a pretty complete conversation. But is there any any uh, any gaps uh, you want to fill in from our conversation that we didn't get around asking you? Well, I think the only thing I'd like to add back is how how you and I work together. Um, obviously, I work in the tax in the tax lane, and I I look ahead for planning, looking at you know long term exit planning, short term tax planning, and how we're getting from point A to point B to point C in the long run. Um, but that's my lane. I'm solely looking at the tax side, and if I don't have a partner like you in the equation, I'm limited on what I can do. You have a broader perspective on the client, and you bring a different level of expertise so I've, I've really enjoyed working with you and it's to me it's just just like you were saying it's really essential to have a, a cpa involved in the financial management mix i feel the exact same way that it's really essential to have a really good financial wealth manager in the conversation with my clients if they don't have one when they come in that's one of the first things i bring up is you know who's your attorney who does your estate planning who's doing your financial wealth management and if they don't have an answer uh, we got to fill that gap because we need someone in that team. It's a it's a team based approach. So, as much expertise as we have in the tax world, we need your expertise on the wealth management side of things. So, it's it's a fantastic partnership. If you're listening to this and you don't have a great CPA, I'd love to talk to you. If you're listening to this and you don't have a great wealth manager, go talk to Bob. He's fantastic. So, thank thank you, Scott. I'm grateful to hear those kind words. Really appreciate it. And I do value our relationship and our partnership in uh, adding exceptional value to our mutual clients. So thank you so much. And uh, and Bob, for, for anybody out there in the audience today, Bob, you know, we're talking about this need for wealth management. We're talking about the services, of course, that, you know, Lewis Group and, and Scott's team offer over there. Uh, for anybody out there that's interested in either the wealth management component or the tax planning side of things, and they're interested in reaching out and opening up a dialogue with you or your team, Bob, what would be the best way they can get in touch with you guys to start that conversation? Uh, the best way to to get a hold of me would just be to go to our website, oswegoprivatewealth.com, and there's a way to schedule a meeting. We can do a phone meeting, a Zoom meeting, get to know one another and see if there's a good fit. And if I could, and I'll, uh, I, my intention is always just to serve people and add value, whether we end up working together or not. So a preliminary conversation just to see if there'd be a good reason to move forward is a great way for us to connect. It's through our website, oswegoprivatewealth.com. And whether we entered these relationships directly through me or, or even directly through Scott, it really, uh, depending on your situation, 
to go directly to Scott as well to begin the relationship is also another good way to go, uh, depending on your needs. And, and uh, we can ask Scott, uh, best way to reach you, sir. Uh, same answer here as well. I'm glad to sit down with you uh, just to, to chat through your situation. Uh, we'll always give anyone an hour of our time just to see where their tax situation at, see if they're a good fit for us, see if they're a good fit for Bob. The best way to get a hold of us is, again, through our website, which is lewisgroupcpas.com, spelled L-E-W-I-S, group, and then cpas.com. You can hop on there this way. You can schedule a meeting. You can reach our, our front office there, and that's a direct way to get in touch with me so we can schedule a time to get together and uh, see if Lewis Group is a good fit for your tax advisory needs. All right. Fantastic. Well, Scott, Bob, I appreciate you both. Thanks for carving some time out of your busy days. I know you got clients to serve, so we'll let you get back to doing that. But uh, looking forward to being back on the next one with you, Bob. And hey, Scott, maybe we'll have to have you back on down the road. Thanks, Ryan. It was a pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Well, look, folks, we want to take one final moment now and say thank you, of course, for stopping by and spending some time with us on the show today. If you did take anything away from today's conversation, you benefited from anything that was said between Bob, Scott, and myself, well, then go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you checked us out on. That way you never miss out on a future episode where Bob and I dive into these different wealth management topics and bring on some great guests with the hopes of providing you and yours with some real value. Before Bob and Scott, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Lessons by the Lake.